Welcome to the Faith in Maine podcast. I'm Katie Clark, your host. We are sharing stories of life and faith and ministry across our 58 churches, 18 summer chapels, Camp Bishopswood, three Jubilee centers, and ministries that make up the Episcopal Diocese of Maine. Today, we'd like to share with you a sermon for the Episcopal Diocese of Maine, preached by the Bishop, the Right Reverend Thomas J. Brown, for the seventh Sunday after Pentecost, July 11th, 2021. Church people are used to contending with John the Baptist in Advent. Every December, while we try to do our Christmas shopping, it seems, John the Baptist holds forth, and he tells us, and everyone with ears to hear, to repent. So it feels more than a little strange to encounter news of John the Baptist in July, and it's startling news at that. The man who baptized all of Jerusalem, it seems, in the River Jordan is dead. The thundering prophet has been beheaded, a sure way to silence a noisy man. St. Mark throws down the announcement in front of us with a kind of thunk, uh, and St. Mark has gotten our attention for sure. All of the details follow. And sure enough, it was John's prophetic voice that got him into trouble. He charged the highest-ranking local bureaucrat with making an unlawful marriage, which put John on the fast track to prison. And imprisonment ought to have been silence enough but the new wife, Herodias, wants John dead, and we already know she's going to succeed. And so we listen to the rest of this story the way we sometimes watch a really bad movie or a television show, a little bit ashamed for uh, actually staying put, uh, but not able to quite pull ourselves away. And the rest of this gospel story reads like a folktale. Uh, the dancing daughter runs out of the room to ask her mother what to ask for, and when the request is finally spoken, the words, quote, the head of John the baptizer, unquote, are made more horrible by the weight. But even that's not all. The girl may have been a pawn up to now, but this little queen in waiting adds a gruesome detail of her own. She is the one who asks for the head of John the Baptist on a platter. So what on earth is this awful story doing here? The story starts with questions about who Jesus really is. One answer is that he is one whose way is prepared by John in life and in death. Again and again, their stories touch. John has a message and it's dedicated disciples and Jesus' ministry follows a similar pattern. The innocent John is killed by a powerful people who are threatened by his truth-telling. And Jesus too, dies at the hands of anxious political authority. The point is not so much that John and Jesus are the same in some ways, but more that speaking truth to power leads to the same kind of danger no matter who you are, master or disciple. But the real lesson that doing good and the right things cannot protect you from being badly hurt is something to hold on to. There's real danger in naming what is wrong in the world and trying to change it. Even the way the story is placed in the Gospel of St. Mark makes this point. It's sandwiched right in the middle of sending the 12. 
And just before John's beheading, Jesus sends the 12 out to teach, to preach, and to heal with nothing to sustain them but their faith. After the gruesome platter is brought into the banquet, the disciples return to Jesus and report their success. Good and successful ministry, it seems, happens right alongside violent opposition. It's enough to make one choose a safer course in life than being a disciple of Jesus Christ. And that is the other reason, my friends, for the story. It just might be that some of us who try to follow Christ have been following too safe a course, sitting in very comfortable seats at the banquet, so much so that we need this awful story to help us ask if we are following the one whose way was full of danger and whose final destination was a cross. If nothing else, this disturbing story reminds us that it's terribly easy to dismember our faith in order to look good in front of our peers, or at least not risk standing out. It's so much easier to take a meaningful stand when the choice to do so is very clear. But clear choices, at least in my experience in life, are pretty few, especially if you spend at least some of your time living in a banquet hall where there is so much power and so much to eat and drink that the faithful choices can become hard to see until distant lives have been harmed or even lost and we are somehow involved, if not directly responsible. The story of John's beheading is shocking and is meant to be to shock us out of complacency in a faith that comes sometimes at little or no cost. Relatively few Christians, thanks be to God, are called to be martyrs. But all of us who would follow Christ are called to confront as well as we can the wrong that we see around us. And confrontation is never comfortable. To pay that price is to stand with many who followed the path that John the Baptist prepared for the one who came after him. This story may be about John, but it's meant to point us in the direction of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Faith in Maine podcast, brought to you by the Episcopal Diocese of Maine. If you like this podcast, please leave a review and rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. That helps us spread God's word even further. Thank you.